hey there, well, this is interesting. I've never done this before, but I felt it was really important to come back after this episode aired and ask the team to add this introduction. And the reason I am choosing to do that is because one of the reasons I think people love this podcast is because I do just sort of free flow. You know, it's it's not planned out. I really do let God's spirit speak through me. I like it to be something that's not super structured. And the only downside to that, if you can call it a downside, is what I think happened with this episode. And and no one said this to me. This is just my own take on it when I listened. I always listen to the podcast right when it first comes out. And I said to my husband, you know, the people who listen to BU are used to the way (laughs) I speak and the way my brain works, where it can be very all over the place or it can be, you know, an unexpected, windy sort of (laughs) path slash maze slash scavenger hunt. But times like this with this episode, I did feel like I can't be totally neutral. But if I were being objective and just listening, if I were the listener, I might have felt like, what are you talking about? Like what you're saying is good, but the title said it was about the truth about getting free. And I don't even hear you mentioning that. So as I listened, I realized that for the first 15 minutes of the episode, I started off with an introduction. And in the first 15 minutes, what I really talk about isn't the truth about getting free. So I want you to know what you're about to hear. The first 15 minutes is me talking about the freedom that comes from and with having boundaries and even choosing to, for example, not listen to a, maybe this podcast. Being very selective about what enters your ears, what enters your energy field, what enters your mind, whether it's people, information, whatever, and coming from a place of confidence and abundance rather than lack by saying, you know, I'm going to only listen to what really feels aligned. And the caveat is remembering that if I'm triggered, if you and I are triggered while we're listening to something or observing something or in a relationship, et cetera, that's not an indication that it's not for us. That's actually an indication to move towards that because it's an invitation to look at ourselves. So for the first 15 minutes, I talk about that. I talk about, I even use this podcast as an example, which which you will hear in a minute, where I say, you know, if something just isn't in alignment with you, confidently walk away. Just let it wash over you and away from you and confidently walk away. If you're triggered, move towards it. And I talk a lot in the 15 minutes, first 15 minutes about your inner circle. You know, that you're the director of the theater, you're the one calling everyone in, whether you want to admit that or not. But we focus so much on the negative. You know, what about the fact that when you look around and you see amazing people in your life, giving yourself some credit and realizing they were attracted to me because like attracts like. Right around 15 or so minutes in, then I finally share a little bit about the two retreats that I teased you with a few episodes ago that I attended in Austin, Texas and Tulum, Mexico. The first was the Christine Hassler uh, retreat. She's been on the show. She was my coach for a year. She's the founder of Elementum Coaching Institute. And the retreat in Tulum, Mexico with also 
my former coach for nine months, who has also been on this show before, Sigrid Tazis, and that was the I Am Her retreat. And some of you are waiting for me to tell you about the experiences on those retreats, and I don't yet do that in this episode, but right around 15, 16 minutes into this episode, I tell you what I did see there that I wanted you to know about now, like the big takeaway that I got about what? About the truth about getting free. So that's what I really should have said as I started, but why didn't I? Because I didn't know what I was going to say. I'd gone on those two retreats and I was still so, and I talk about this in this episode, but just not in a place probably ready to talk about any of it. And so I think that's another reason why it might've been a little bit sort of jumbled, but I'm going to make it very structured now. So first, first 15 minutes, I already shared a minute ago what it's about. And then around 15, 16 minutes in, I talk a little bit about my biggest takeaway about the retreats around the truth about getting free. And then around 18 minutes, I finally get into the episode, the truth about getting free. What does it actually take to get free? What do you have to do? Why are so many people unwilling to do it? Why is it messy and ugly and and weird to some people? And then the idea that as we're looking at other people in our life or even just other people out in the world, being really, really okay with the fact that many people will never do that work. Some of the people we know will do a little bit of work and then they'll be done. For whatever reason, they'll push back and they'll pull away and they will either continue on that journey or they won't, including us. And I talk about freedom being us having the willingness to love everyone exactly where they are on that journey, whether they take part in the inner work or they don't, whether they take little bitty pieces of it or elephant-sized bites regularly or occasionally, and doing the same for ourselves, letting ourselves take a break when we feel that we need to and being okay with it, letting ourselves go all in and rip ourselves apart if that's what we feel that we need to do. And then I give you a couple of tips at the end that you can do just in the comfort of your own home quickly while you're standing in the shower to help yourself get free if you're not in a place where you want to do a lot of deep, deep work. All right. So that's the breakdown. Enjoy the episode. There is nothing more inspiring than a woman being unapologetically herself. The answers are all in your heart. She's waiting, she's waiting, she's waiting for you to set her free. Welcome to Be You Podcast. I'm Jill Herman and I am so glad you're here. I was broke, insecure, and craved approval. But with grit, hustle, and sacrifice, I still built a successful multi-million dollar business. 10 years in, burnout, I slowed down and looked inward. In that silence, I discovered that the same level of success could have come to me with much less effort and so much more joy. That's when I threw out the expectations of the world and chose to unbecome every single thing I thought I was supposed to be. And the real me was uncaged. It was far from easy. And in this podcast, I'll offer my entire journey as a roadmap so that if you're ready, you can finally be you. Hey, I'm really happy to be back with you for another solo episode of Be You. If you are a first-time listener 
or one of our newer listeners, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for coming back. If you listen to one of the other episodes and you're coming back for another listen. And I also want to say, you know, bigger than you and me and outside of you and me, besides thank you, congratulations on just following the whisper and following your intuition. Because although it means a lot to me and and it feels good to my ego, and I'm excited that this is resonating with you, I also get that it's so much bigger than me and you. And that if you are called to listen to this particular show, it's medicine for you for whatever reason. I listen to a lot of different podcasts and I know that when I actually take time to really take it in and listen, and I invite you to do this if you don't already, but I'm very, very selective about what I allow into my head and into my heart and just my energy field. And if I feel called to, let's say, listen to a show, that little whim or that little nudge or that little whisper or that obvious sign, whatever it is that gets me to listen, I honor that. And so if you're listening today, maybe someone sent you an episode or suggested that you listen. If this feels good to you, if it resonates with you, even if it triggers you, I invite you to keep listening. If it doesn't, if it doesn't resonate at all, if it doesn't feel aligned at all, you don't enjoy it, it's just not your thing, I hope you quickly switch off and find something else. And that is the kind of abundance and the confidence I invite you to live your life with, you know, whether you are selling a product or you are looking at calling in a mate or a lover or a friend or a new way of living, you know, invite everything that is not truly for you to just wash away with no regret, with no attachment whatsoever, and open yourself up to everything that is meant for you, also with no attachment and no expectation. It's such a beautiful way to live. It took me a while to get to that place. Um, and of course, I mean, I, I still, you know, feel attached sometimes or get my feelings hurt or scratch my head and wonder why something didn't go the way I thought it should go. But then I quickly course correct. And many of you are already living your life that way. But I know someone listening isn't. I know one person at least, and I suspect more, is hearing this going, oh my gosh, I didn't think about that. Like just so much confidence in the divine path, so much confidence in what God, spirit, the divine, your intuition, GPS, your true north, whatever you want to call it, is calling you to. So much confidence in that path that you know that if you tune into even something as superficial and inconsequential as a podcast episode, if you tune in, there was a reason. Maybe that reason is for you to hear one thing to show you that it's not for you so that you can grow, identify and grow that muscle of discernment. And maybe the discernment says, you know what, not for me. Now, if I or anyone else, whether it's a podcast or a book or any source of information or teaching or healing triggers you, right? That's not a sign to call that discernment telling you to look the other way. If you are triggered, the discernment, if you're really tuned into it is, this doesn't feel good. I don't like this, but it's my medicine. Shit, it's my freaking medicine, right? So if it's triggering, that's different than feeling 
that it is our knowing that it is out of alignment. So that's a very long way of saying, I'm grateful that you're here. I'm glad you're here. I'm honoring your decision to be here. I'm proud of you for, in a non-condescending way, for honoring yourself and your whisper from what is bigger than you, that greater voice of love telling you to listen to this show. So we have a lot of new listeners. I know that um, because I just attended a couple of events and one had a few hundred women there. And I I was so excited. And I don't know if you've had this experience before. And if you haven't, picture this and call it in for yourself. I was so excited to be around women who genuinely want to lift each other up, not this fake women's empowerment stuff. You know, I'm giving you the side eye and I'm feeling competitive, but I'm acting like I'm supporting you, you know, but genuinely wanting to support other people. I'll tell you what the event was in a minute, but there's nothing wrong with self-promotion at all. I've talked about that, but I wasn't even talking about my podcast in a way of saying, hey, this this is a podcast you might want to listen to. My friend who was with me is a listener and she loves the show. And she said, well, that's why I love Jill's podcast. And oh, you have a podcast? Every single woman said something along, along the lines of, oh my gosh, you have a podcast? What is it? And they grabbed their phone quickly. Now, one, it showed that they are the type of people who are wanting to grow and unlearn and learn, perfect candidate for the BU podcast, right? Because that's what we do here. Also, it was genuine support and encouragement. Like, I may not listen to it, but tell me what it is. I want to go subscribe. Every single woman, and I, there probably were 10. And I thought about that. I experienced it. I felt it. And I was so grateful. And I was like, you know what? You know, I'm going to brag on myself a little bit. That's how I am with women. That's how I am with other people. I love being a cheerleader and a champion for other people. I may not love your stuff, but I will encourage you. I'll at least try it, right? And I will share it with anyone else when the moment feels right. I'll promote it. I will do whatever I can to show you that there are people cheering for you. I naturally do that. And with no strings attached and not wanting anything returned. Now, the old me used to want something in return. But I, I saw when this happened over and over again over the course of, you know, eight days or so at two different retreats I attended, these are the kind of women I want in my life. And then I remembered, and I want you to remember this, whatever women or whatever people are in your life, remember, you have orchestrated that. You have attracted every single person into your life, even the ones who drive you crazy, who feel like energy vampires, or they annoy you, or they have expectations, or whatever. You have brought them into, you're like, you're the director of the theater, and you have literally given them each a role. You've given them a part in your play, and you have to own that. The great question to ask is why? Why did I bring that person in? Why did I call that person in? They're all mirrors for me. They're all teaching me something about what? About me right? So I can't be a victim. I can't blame. I can't judge. I'm the one who attracted them. When you find yourself on the flip side around amazing, generous, just full of light and love, high vibe people, I really encourage you to take credit. Yes, it's God, but you also played a part in that. You co-created with God. You co-created. You were a you know, 50-50 partner in attracting these people to you. And that was something that I honestly did not learn until one year ago, right around this time when I was turning 50. Someone who you've heard on the show, if you're a listener, Peyton Callahan hosted something called a red tent 
for me for my birthday. She had never met me in person. She was on the show one time. It was unbelievably generous. The amount of time, effort, love, attention, and and money she put into that celebration of my life, it was almost too much for me to take in. I could not imagine anyone would do that for me, let alone someone I barely knew. It was actually very difficult for me to accept and receive that. But when I was surrounded by the women in the tent, I kept thanking them. And Peyton's the one who said, Jill, you are a powerful being. Look what you did. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I really didn't get it. And so this is for you right now, if you aren't getting it, okay? Because I didn't get it. I had figured out, because I tend to go to the negative with myself, that I have created everything in my life. I've attracted everyone to my life. I got that part. Yep, check the box. But what I didn't get that you may not get yet is also patting myself on the back and saying, all of these powerful women are only in this tent because of you. You are the one who brought them in. They felt a connection to you. They felt drawn in by you. And that was really hard for me to receive, really hard for me to receive. So I want to share with you right now, if you look around at your circle and you look at the amazing people in your circle, not in your birth family, I mean your friends, the people who you call your people, give yourself some credit because if you spot it, you got it, right? So if you have attracted these people and you think they're amazing, you're amazing. They're in your sphere for a reason. Remember, like attracts like. Water seeks its own level. Now they're still here to teach you something, right? They still might trigger you. There still might be some painful experiences in those relationships. And just take that in for a minute. You're pretty fucking amazing. What you see around you is who you are. And if you're going to go to the negative and go, well, shit, look at that separately. Right now, I want you to look at the positive and say, well, shit, (laughs) I guess I am. I really hope you hear that. And if you want more of that, if you only think of like one person, that's okay. Don't judge it. More is not better necessarily. But if you do want more of that, if you attracted one like that, you can attract attract many. If one person like that is in your life, remember the part, I love the parking lot analogy. You may have to remove some people from your parking lot to free up space so that more people like that one car that's a perfect fit for you can come in. Boundaries, saying no, parting ways with people, loving them from a distance, not answering the phone when they call, whatever it is, welcoming new people before they've arrived, saying I'm open to receiving abundance, I'm open and I'm ready, I'm calling this in, I deserve this, I'm ready for this, the people in my life are XYZ, fill in the blank, saying it out loud, moving to it, journaling about it, seeing it come in before it does, believing it before you see it. You know how it works. I invite you to do that. And you'll wake up one day if you haven't already and you'll look around and go, oh my gosh, these people in my life are so amazing. And they lift me up and I aspire to be more like them knowing that I am. They might be a few steps or many steps ahead of you in a journey. It's a great group to be around, by the way to not always be the teacher, right? If you're the one answering all the questions and you're the one everyone's looking up to and admiring, mm, might want to elevate your circle (laughs) and be lower on the totem pole, not by value and worth, 
but perhaps by experience or by accomplishment or by healing and stretch yourself and welcome people and expect, like truly believe they will come and expect people to be in your life who are what you might think, what your ego would say is out of reach or too good for you. Imagine those people in your inner circle. Ask yourself, what do they have that's so attractive to me? Why do I love that so much? And where can I find that in myself? Because I know I have it. Because remember, if you spot it, you got it. If you see it in someone else, it is in you. It just might be really, really covered up in the deep, dark crevices. You might have to excavate her. You might have to reach down with your hand and say, I know you're there. You can come out now and welcome her into your life because she really is you. He really is you. That version that you admire and you long for is really you just trying to remember how to come home to yourself, how to reconnect with who you were before you forgot how to love and embrace who you really are without all the stories, without all the pain, without the trauma, without the expectations, without the perfectionism, without the performance, without the fear that you'll be left behind or you'll be abandoned or that you're not enough. The real you, that's really what you see in those people. Please hear me. What you really see is what God sees in you. And not just God, probably a lot of people. I probably see you the way you see that person that you admire so much. I might see it covered up by insecurities and things that are every part of you that isn't free, everything that you are not. I might see it covered up by that, but I can still see it. It's like the diamond in the rough. You know, I just spent about 12 days traveling alone. And I'm going to talk more about it in the next couple of weeks, I really don't even feel ready to share with you what I experienced because I have not yet processed it. That's how big it was for me. It may sound dramatic. It may sound, I don't care how it sounds. It is 100% true for me. Like I was just messaging someone tonight right before hitting record. And I said, you know, I feel almost like I'm an alien and I've come back to what people call reality. And I'm like hiding in a skin suit. Like I I'm not ungrounded, right? If we're ungrounded, you know, sometimes we really do kind of feel out there and out of our body. It's not that. I experienced and I witnessed things that were so profound and so beautiful and so beyond like comprehension that I I need some time to sit with it and process it before I share with you. I don't say this to be politically correct. I say this to be inclusive, not because I have to, but because I want to. Whatever word you use, I know some of you that triggers you because you're like, no, there's only one word for it. It's God or it's Jesus or it's this. I personally don't believe that. It's whatever word feels good to you, I want you to insert here, okay? But when I was on these immersion experiences, my creator, my God, pure love said things to me that just brought me to tears and brought me to my knees. And I will be sharing them with you. But what I started to say before I digressed was that I traveled alone for about 12 days. Um, I told you in the last solo episode that I had a lot of apprehension. I felt all my triggers happening, my old patterns showing up, you know, the whole upper limiting. 
If you haven't heard that episode, it's called The Shit and Glitter That Happened When You Choose to Uplevel a couple weeks ago. I would consider listening to that if you haven't yet before you hear what I share next week. But, you know, I was feeling all those things and then I, I went into these weekends having no idea what to expect. And my biggest takeaway that I'm going to share with you before we wrap today is that not everybody, and this is my experience, okay? That not everybody, not everybody listening to this podcast, not everyone you know, not everyone you love, maybe not even you, is willing to do what it takes to truly be free. And it's okay. It's okay. For some of us, we know that in this particular lifetime, we are committed to shedding and healing and unlearning and and truly peeling away the layer so that we can find our real, real self without all the stories and the pain that we can have total confidence, total detachment, no expectations, and just leave like love and rose petals everywhere we go. Like, like that's our goal. And for some of us, we're going to do some healing and then it's going to be enough. For some of us, we'll do none. We'll just listen and learn and kind of stay in our heads. And that's okay. That became very, very clear to me in these two experiences I had. One was the Christine Hassler signature retreat, uh, which just even that title, just I can't even explain what we did because it was just so, so beautiful and deep and profound. And the other was the I Am Her retreat, Sigrid Tassis and Grandmother Shikenda in Mexico for five days. And so many beautiful messages to share. But the, what I want to share with you today is, besides what I've already said, just a reminder that wherever you are with all of that, Be okay with it and don't apologize for it. Sometimes we'll choose to play small. Sometimes we need to do that to protect ourselves. Some of us will choose to play very big and other people won't understand and they'll go, what is she doing? My God, another retreat, another this, another coach. That's okay. Let's just honor where each of us are on every single part of the journey. It doesn't matter when. Because for me personally, I know that it's time now for a break. It's time now to really, really process and integrate and embody every bit of what I have sifted through and experienced over the last two years, having multiple one-on-one coaching containers with powerful coaches and with these immersion experiences that I'll share about later. And I'm not quitting and I'm not giving up. I'm listening to my heart, my intuition, my guidance, my God. And for me, I'm so certain that it's always going to be a journey. And I'm always going to keep on this journey of exploring, not to fix myself, not to find myself necessarily. I know I did talk about excavating and finding the real us, but I mean, not in a way of making me wrong. I got to find the right version of me. Not any of that. The journey will go on because I personally know for me personally, this lifetime that I will always be on that journey and I want to be on that journey. And I know that it's time also to just let it be, to live my life, to talk to you every week, to start writing my book, to be a mom and a grandmother and a wife and a friend and to just let it all settle in. 
So if you're someone who's been really working on yourself, knowing that you're not a personal development project and you're not flawed, but you know, doing the work as they call it, it's also okay to pull back and just have fun. One of the most spiritual things you can do, one of the most enlightened things that you might do for yourself and your healing is to have fun and create something. Do something creative. Doesn't matter what it is. I'm not even going to give suggestions. All of us are our artists. To be in nature, to let yourself rest when you need to rest, to get out into the sunshine, to actually pause and enjoy drinking a glass of water with gratitude and also just feeling every sip going to every cell of your body. I mean, that just might be enough. Sitting for a few minutes or standing in the shower, connecting with God, source, love, light, holding your hand on your heart, your other hand on your belly and saying, I am safe. I am loved. I am safe. I am loved. Maybe that's all you need to do right now. You may be in a different part of your journey where you're really ready to dig in and you're going to love the next few episodes if you are, because what I also witnessed, experienced, felt, I mean, we did work that most people will never do. And I say that with no arrogance, but they just will never do it because either they don't know about it like I didn't, or they'll still judge it and go, that's just so fucking weird. No, thank you. Like they just won't, they're not willing to do it. By the way, that's okay. They're not meant to then. Maybe at another point in their life, maybe in a different lifetime. I don't know. Maybe it's just never going to happen for them. That's okay. It's for the people who are called. And just like I said in the beginning about this particular podcast, you just might be called because you're triggered. The trigger might be your invitation. (laughs) So for those of you who do feel called to do that deep work, I am telling you freedom is so accessible, but it sure as hell ain't free. I'd love to glamorize it. I'd love to, I mean, I can't. There is so much that our body is holding on to. Our relationships, I read today that the holistic psychologist, one of my favorite healers and teachers said something like, your body holds on to the trauma, but your relationships are where it shows up. And that's true. We've talked about that before, but every relationship of ours will show where we are not free, will show where we are not healed will show the quote-unquote trauma. I know it's such an overused word right now. Whatever you want to call it, pain, memories that, that were suppressed, whatever. The work that it takes to get that shit out of you and to be free, it does hurt. It doesn't feel good. Temporarily, it's so temporary. And what is on the other side is just so sweet. And so as you're looking around at your circle, as you're looking around at your community, You could say, I only want to be around women, or if you're a male listener, I only want to be around men who are doing the work. I've heard people say that, and I've actually said that. Everyone is your teacher. Everyone is your mirror. Just because she's not willing to do anger release and breath work and, you know, movement and dance and meditation and all the things that are so healing and freeing, it does not mean she is not a wise teacher. Now, some people have their heads so far in the sand and they're so afraid that you can just like love them where they are and maybe enjoy meeting them for a drink here and there and you really don't want them that close. That's okay too. I'm just asking you to consider, just consider that there might be one or two people around you 
who you may not want to delete, thinking it will give you an upgrade. Because maybe witnessing their transformation or watching them watch you transform and then you in turn watching them transform is the gift. I don't know. But not everybody is meant to do this kind of work that is so hard to do and challenging to the ego. And we want to make sure that we do not judge them or judge their experience. And if you are doing that work, make sure you don't keep it to yourself. Because you sharing that without preaching and teaching, without projecting onto other people, because I've done that for sure. You need to do this. You need to do, as soon as I heard about somatic work, like what the hell? This rocked my world two years ago. How did I not know this? Then I wanted everybody to do it. And now I realize, I believe it is my responsibility to share and to not hide it and to share my experience through this podcast. And it's my responsibility and my duty and my honor to not judge people who aren't ready or who are unwilling because that's between them and their creator. So know that freedom is totally accessible. Know that it's a long journey, a lifelong journey. Know that it sure as heck isn't free. Know that there are a lot of people who will support you on that journey if you're willing to take the risk and do the ugly, messy, strange things that truly get you free. Remember that it's okay to take a break and to just be and live and have fun and enjoy life. Know that there's a lot of magic and miracles in that space and that some of us avoid living through the personal growth work, which defeats the whole point. Remember that some people will choose to never do the work and our medicine is to not judge that and to still be willing to learn from them. And remember, as as I said a little bit ago, that you get to have whatever community, whatever circle you believe you're worthy of having. And whatever you're looking for and seeking and whatever you're admiring, remember, it's already in you and it's already who you are. I am sending you so much love. And I hope this week you remember to breathe, like really breathe, to love yourself, like really love yourself, not just a pedicure. Like really look yourself in the eyes and say, I love you. Loving yourself might be telling people no, telling someone to fuck off. Maybe that's loving you. Breathe, love yourself and surrender. Surrender to what? Surrender to love. Fully surrender to the divine plan for your life. That's how we get free. Free.